Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I don't know how many snaps he played, but I just think mentally to get yourself back to the point where you feel comfortable doing that kind of thing and you know, obviously the physical parts, you don't need any explanation there, but I think mentally to get yourself ready to go back out there and feel good doing that, what we do, especially at his position, is it, pretty cool. That was Joe Flacco, a person that I would not have expected to have to say the NFL Comeback Player of the Year, talking about who should have been the NFL's Comeback Player of the Year and Damar Hamlin, except everyone voted for him second or for some reason first. Um... And it kind of makes the voting system more weird. He had eight less first place votes than Damar Hamlin, and yet he won because most people that voted for Hamlin put Flacco second. Mm. And that's how it happens. Uh, anyway, this is Sports Talk Sunday, special edition, Super Bowl style. Kyle has even got a Super Bowl hat, like he's Rob Lowe, just like with the NFL hat. It's I just, got this. He's Where got the CBS NFL, uh, he's got the CBS Super Bowl hat right now. What is this, LIV? Yep, it looks like it. Yep. Was this the last Chiefs and Niners? It was. Yep. I won this at Jody Biazzi's stag party. <laughs> now I just wear it. And now you just wear it. There's one day a year where it's aptly Re- fitting. Kind of relevant. Wait, you know? no, that can't be. that Because Fox had that game. Uh, oh, yep. Is that just L- LV, LV? So that's 55. Is, yeah, that's LV. I. No, the, that's the trophy, my guy. Wasn't that? But ready? Here's Hold the, on. NFL's fault for making the, all the logos look the same exact thing. Exactly. Maybe if you actually oh. were creative with your logos, you could make sure that people would differentiate. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so this was the Chiefs and Bucks. Oh, hey, good. Hey, you're wearing the one that the Chiefs lost. So, right? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> 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 well, I learned something today. Kyle learned something today about his Super Bowl hat. But, again, maybe the NFL should go back to making cool logos for their Super yeah. Bowls. Yeah. It's also because I know way too much history about the Super Bowl. So and I was just like, wait a minute. I know that that game was a Fox broadcast. Isn't it a CBS hat? It is it's a, CBS a CBS hat. It's a CBS hat, and Fox had the, the Chiefs Niners. Ev, you're spitting some real confusing stuff to me right now. Well, while you get confused and get your head straight again, I'm going to let the uh, let the people know of the uh, of our friendly sponsors here uh, for this special edition of Sports Talk Sunday. It's presented to you by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. By Solo Stove, feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. SoloStove.com and by Empire Electric, your residential neighborhood electrician. Visit EmpireElectricians.com. Y'all good now? No. <laughs> Are you doing trivia today? No. Why would Kyle? You got to remember something. I about thought me. about it, but I'm I didn't have enough time. I'm kind of stupid. Anyway. I don't do well with trivia. Like anytime I was on the morning show with Howard and Jeremy, I would fumble because I don't do well with trivia pressure. All right. Well, how far back do your memories of a Super Bowl go? <clears throat> um. Okay. 
let's factor in the concussions um and then the dumb no, things that, that I normally do uh definitely John so Elway we only have John two El- hours man John Elway helicoptering is probably the earliest really that I can Holy go cow. back all right I can't go back I go like 2009 I got like 15 years maybe all right what do you got like yeah remember you were calling me old oh yeah I remember that how about la- how about last two decades you can do some trivia okay um I'll, I'll pull up some questions for you, but yeah. uh, take your time to do that while we uh, while we rip apart the NFL awards. I'll buy you time. <laughs> I have a question about awards. Yeah, well, it's not really my question, but now that I have a microphone in front of me, I will ask it again because I heard I heard Mike talking about it a couple weeks ago on the afternoon show. Yep, about kind of the redundancy with how the MVP has become a quarterback award. Yes, and if you're going to win the MVP while running an offense. Shouldn't you also win Offensive Player of the Year? I think that's found that, that's found its way to separating itself. Of the league is now in a place where quarterback is indeed the most valuable position. But rename it then, because it's not just the most valuable player on the team; it is the most valuable quarterback. It's the quarterback who seems. It seems like it's more of the best quarterback award. But quarterback in this league now has become the most valuable position. Very rarely do you even get nominees for finalists that are not quarterbacks. This was the year that I could actually have argued the loudest for a non-quarterback to win it. Mm -hmm. And yet, we had a ridiculous amount of groupthink about the MVP in a season where no one deserved that. I agree. And yet, here we are with 49 votes out of 50 for one player. And in all of the discourse about it, people are mad at the one person that decided to think differently. And it wasn't even deciding to think differently just to be different. It was he had this as his vote all along. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is in this group think of like, oh, and here's the problem. Ready? I've got a controversial take about all of this. Legalizing sports gambling ruined everything. You are not alone in that. Let's think about this. How many times did we hear over the last two months of the season, oh, the odds for this person is the favorite to win the MVP, and then it would change every week. And it's like, maybe we should stop betting on it and allow logic and reasoning to come back instead of where the money is or the talk about where the money is. And that's where we're at at this point is that Sports gambling kind of just ruined that discourse. Because now if you're not on the uh, the betting favorite or you're not on the sort of thing of like, oh, it's this, now it's this. They're the betting favorite. They're the odds-on favorite. They're the odds-on favorite. Damar Hamlin, odds-on favorite for winning comeback player of the year. Uh, Joe Flacco's a long shot to win it. Like, First of all, good for those people that cash that check in. But at, at the same time, we're always talking about like, Oh, the odds, the odds, the odds, the favorites, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, it doesn't allow us to be intelligent anymore or have talks about who should be the MVP and why there's a case for all of them. Dak Prescott took the Cowboys to the two seed. Not a bad season. He actually faltered toward the end, so you kind of see why he would not be one that would get voting. He fell out, yeah. He fell out, but at the same time, for most of the season, you take Dak Prescott off the Dallas Cowboys, they're garbage. I mean, the 49ers with Brock Purdy and 
Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Those two. Tyreek. Yeah, two and Tyreek. Like, Tyreek Hill. That's another was skill a worthy, position player. Was a worthy one that should have been a finalist. Sure. Josh Allen. My God. You take Josh Allen off the Buffalo Bills, that's a four-win team. And and Lamar Jackson. You want to tell me that the player that has a Pro Bowl quarterback backing him up is the one that should have been unanimous? No. But it's all about, oh, he was the favorite. He, was the, he became the betting favorite. He became this guy that... Everyone is everyone's expecting at this point. When statistically he had one of the weakest seasons that an MVP will have ever had. And this comes back to the other part. Quarterback wins are still not a stat. And I'm not saying they were winning dis- in spite of him. But they weren't doing anything different if he's not in the lineup. I mean, it's it's tough. All sorts of discourse and sports media literacy these days has gone out the window for quarterback wins. It's easy to follow the crowd. We know that in life. We know that in sports voting. Now we know it. it, It's it's easy. This should have been one of the healthier discussions for an MVP this season, and that's that's the biggest problem. I mean, it's just the, the the award has become this. If you're not, if your name's not Adrian Peterson, for mm-hmm. a really long time, yeah, and to get that many people to have an open conversation about a running back or a wide receiver who flirted with two thousand yards for the majority of the season, that's not the easiest conversation to have. So to have forty nine out of fifty votes go to the, the 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 safest the safest person on the ballot, I mean, and I I applaud Aaron Schatz for what he did, and for a long time. He was making that very public and very known. And, yeah, you know, he was you're making that known be that the entire – he made it known the entire end of the season of like, all right, yeah, Josh Allen has made his case because he helped the Bills take the East back. And he did it for a good reason too. And he had logic and he had his numbers and he had everything backing up the reason why he did what he did. And it I've, wasn't like that one person – I don't remember who it was. <laughs> somebody didn't vote Derek Jeter on their Hall of Fame ballot just because nobody can be unanimous. Yeah, like if it was that's, for that reason, we could have a different conversation. That's silly. That, you, and that's ironically, shameful. two years later, Mariano Rivera was unanimous anyway. The only unanimous player in the history of baseball is a guy who pitched one or two innings at a time. And we finally got away from that group thing, though. We're like, oh, we can't have anybody with 100 percent on the ballot. That's a contrarian, just to be a contrarian. Yes, uh, this is completely different. Aaron Schatz was not trying to be a contrarian. He was actually putting thought, logic, and statistics into his argument. My biggest thing is this. Why does he have to explain what made his different versus everyone else not explaining what made it so unanimous? I feel like other people should be able to explain their vote just as much or as capably as Aaron Schatz did. Or why little that I thought, how little little thought I put into it, it was just easy. Yeah. That's what a lot of people would probably tell you. Yeah. I want I want to hear explanations from other people. And it's more or less so that we could have discussions again. Not just because I want to hear people saying, "Oh, it was the easy thing to do. It was the right thing to do. He had the mo- he was on the team with the most wins." No, I want to have fun ob- fun subjective discourse about this. Have real discussion again. And the even the comeback player of the year. How that ends up happening is in a different sense. 
there was not a true way to measure what comeback player of the year meant. But people differed on the voting because one thought it meant more of performance upon their comeback. One thought of just how much of a comeback was it? What did he come back from? Um, and the other's quality of play. So you have your differences. You have your reasoning for making those the votes. And Aaron Schatz even puts in his article there, uh, based on how you're gauging that, you should either have him on your ballot as first or not at all. And some people did. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly how it looked like it needed to be measured, based on how they think that award is supposed to be like given. But with MVP, it was just, oh, the Ravens have the most wins. Lamar Jackson's the quarterback of that team. Uh, let's give it to him. Even though there were nine players probably statistically better in a lot of categories. And many of those players, half, more than half of those players, aren't on the MVP ballot. A lot of those players probably had peaks and valleys that made their MVP case a lot harder to, to build. And again, that leads to quarterback wins are still not a stat. Stop using them as a crutch. Because if you use that as a crutch, your argument's weak. That's what it is. And it's like a pitcher. Yeah. But that's actually a measured statistic. In the NFL, that's not a measured statistic. Like if I go on the offensive leaders and go in the passing category here, I'm not going to see the quarterback's record. Or excuse me, hang on, let me rephrase that. I'm not going to see the team's record. (laughs) Because that's what wins and losses are measured as. They are stats for a team. Lamar Jackson was 15th in passing yards this year. 15th. I could make a better, bigger case that if you took C.J. Stroud off of Houston, they're garbage again this year. That seems like a more valuable player to me than Lamar Jackson. Because C.J. Stroud elevated that offense, whereas the Ravens were typically one of the better rushing teams consistently in the National Football League. Yeah, Lamar Jackson had 800 rushing yards. But they had Gus Edwards doing his thing. They always have capable rushers on that football team. And you're going to tell me that Jackson wins it just because they run the ball well as a team? It's just, it's this group think that is just goofy and wholly, I'm not going to say undeserved. He, He probably wins the MVP regardless. But nobody's looking at Lamar Jackson and thinking that he's irreplaceable on that Ravens team this year with how he was throwing the football. I just, I don't understand it. And... Again, it's this lazy way of thinking of, oh, he was his team got the most wins. Jordan Love elevated his game and helped the Green Bay Packers get, get into the playoffs. The Baltimore Ravens just coasted by a lot of teams. They didn't fall into that pit trap that everyone else did during the season. And if there was a team reward for that, that'd be great. And yet the recency bias that took DeMar Hamlin's award away from him did not come for Lamar Jackson when he lost the way he lost in the AFC Championship. 
So, again, it's just this lazy narrative of how quarterback wins are measured. It's lazy narrative of how betting favorites and sports gambling takes over the conversation instead. I mean, it definitely plays a role. It's, yeah, it's everywhere. It's it's, it's everywhere, yeah. and there's a lot of reasoning to it, and it's time to actually try to break it down logically. Look at me, the, the canonically stupid one, trying to break things down. <laughs> That's how ridiculous it is. So what do we do then? What um, what do we do to the MVP and the, the Offensive Player of the Year? How do I... Honestly, we're screwed. This is the way of media nowadays where your, your talk shows are just yelling at each other and finding lazy narratives to use for your arguments or even creating arguments uh, for the argument shows. There is no proper discourse anymore with those shows and that is the large part of national media talk shows these days is you have one point i have another and we're going to yell about it for three hours the only reason i ever yell at you is when you bring up ralph kruger (laughs) i mean like more like the criteria of the awards yeah if you want to have an opportunity for to to give these skill position players the value they deserve. What do you do about the most valuable player? Like it's hard to take away an MVP from a, from a big pro sport, but they're, this is the tough argument. Like, it's, it's a, it's a facade, the name of most valuable player, but I do believe it is because of the fact that quarterback has become the most valuable position that you're typically going to see a quarterback these days. This was the year you could argue that it wouldn't be. But if I'm having that argument, that should mean that no one should be unanimous or even close to it. And yet here we were. And then the comeback player of the year, it just is, I'd say it's more of an unfortunate thing for DeMar Hamlin to not win the award because, and this is more or less, we talked about this with Del Reed. He He's not going to see it this way. But Hamlin was either going to be first or likely off of a ballot. Joe Flacco stacked so many second place vote points that that's what overtook it. Because he was either getting a first place vote or or he was getting second place to DeMar Hamlin. And that's how that worked. Um, The points system is how that one worked. It's not about first place votes. It's about total points. And that's how that one worked. Which is fair. I, I, I mean, like... You're you're trying to have discourse about it, and there's actual discourse about what the type of, what the award means, and now maybe they separate that. But there's an actual discussion that you have there. There's nothing lazy about it. It's just I don't know what the it, it's kind of lazy in the sense of I don't know how the award works. Mm-hmm. But it's not just quarterback wins. I'd like it not to be. I would like it not to be. I would love for it not to be. But typically, the award is going to the quarterback who has the best record and has halfway decent stats doing so. Oddly enough, the quarterback with the number two seed is the one that took the one first place vote away from DeMar, uh, I mean, from Lamar Jackson there. And I had thought Josh Allen was to be dismissed for MVP voting unless... They came back and won the division. And they came back and won the division. 
and he got an MVP vote. So look at me correctly predicting something. I just didn't think that he'd get more first place votes than all but one person. I'm sure you're not alone in that thought. Yeah, it's it's just one of these things where like national media is incredibly lazy these days. And it even starts with the very format. Skip Bayless ruined everything for everyone. So thanks, Skip, for once again being dreadful and the worst kind of person in sports media. I hate you. You should not have a talk show still. Go away. Forever, please. Thank you. You're, like, this is his legacy. He created the garbage format that we all know today. With first take. So that's where we're at. And we're forever screwed with it. This is how you get Nick Wright being uh, a person that just hates the Bills as a bit. Instead of using his logic, his charm, and his charisma that he normally does. But no, on, on on his television show, he has to go into hating the Bills and being a heel because that's what dictates it. Because ratings dictate it. It's just media literacy has become this laughable thing. And I'm not just talking about sports, but I don't want to go into that rabbit hole. But it's just we got to stop being lazy about that stuff. Simple as that. Get any trivia, buddy? That'll be for the next segment. We're late to the break. Working on it. Just making sure he's awake in there. Oh yeah, you know he's he's Evan's hard at work trying to create some uh, trivia for us while we're uh, blowing through a break structure. You know that's how it goes. That's how it goes. The all, every show on WGR, um, we work so hard that we go past our break structure. We're not lazy yeah, about let's it. Go with that. <laughs> hey man, we all we all got these habits from Howard. Okay, we're we're not going to change that. The only break that's important to get out of on time is the last one. That's how it goes. <laughs> Meanwhile, our sales department's screaming at those words. Uh, anyway, we come back, though, more on the other side. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about next. Maybe shooting from the hip. Maybe we'll actually talk about the game itself. I don't know. I hate the game itself. It's really not fun. Maybe the trivia is ready for us. I don't know. But whatever comes on the other side here, it's Derek Kramer and Kyle Powell right here on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Led the NFC in both kickoff returns and punt returns. And the Colts have had a hard time all season covering kicks. It's Hester trying to work it back to the middle. Gets past the first wave and here he goes. It's Hester inside the 30. Hester's going to take it. All the way for a touchdown. And no flag, 92 yards. 
Welcome back in Special Edition Sports Talk Sunday, Super Bowl edition here. Derek Kramer, Kyle Powell here with you as Evan's playing back plenty of highlights from Super Bowl's past. As Kyle kind of, uh, about like three minutes before the show started today, was like, what's your, what's your favorite Super Bowl memories? Or what are some of your good Super Bowl memories? And the furthest back I could reach was John Elway helicopter. Which one? That was uh, that was the uh, Broncos versus the Packers. That's far, man. I watched football a lot as a kid. It's really far. I watched football as a kid. I, I good for you. Yeah. Um. Allegedly, I cried as a baby when wide right happened. Did That's... was it because of the kick? No. But I cried. You just were you just hungry? I don't know. You were hungry I, for I was, I was a baby. I, uh, I don't. I don't quite remember my a football stadium shaped charcuterie board. Is that what you were hungry for, or what? <laughs> no, I was upset that it, that it existed. I want to take out the first floor, and I want to do it now. Yeah. Never, never make your charcuterie board the shape of a stadium. We don't need architecture. We just need food. Yeah. Look, yeah, I'm, look- th- I'm thinking if I have to deal with a charcuterie board that's shaped like a stadium, um, I don't want to be at that party. Why? What's? I feel like it's too structured. And afraid? if there's anything on-air brand about me that anyone needs to know at this point, I'm not very structured. Not with my sports. That's not your sports. That's your food. It's with my sports. It's accompanying sports, but it's food. But it's. But why am I there? I'm not there for the arch- architecture of the charcuterie board. To engorge. To no. gorge. Gorge? Yeah. The act of engorging. Gorge. I think you're mixing engage and gorge to engorge. Engaging in the gorge? Yes. How about in the gorging? <laughs> yes. Right. Engorging. Now I I'm mean, gonna... these are hand in hand for one. Like, this This is the day. You can't mix business with a little bit of pleasure and have a little structure to your food while you watch a football game? Uh, first of all, yeah, don't use the word engorged. Uh, no. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to define it, okay. but it's not great. <laughs> Why do you tell me these things when the microphone's on? Because you said it when the microphone's on. All right. <laughs> How many times do you ruin things for me during the show? All right. We're not going to say engorge anymore. Yeah, we're not. Um, that's that's not a word that we want associated with our food. Uh, but, yes, engaging in the gorging is how how we'd go about it. But, yeah, no, like it's just I, I just want simplicity. With my food. I don't I don't want to have to... Uh, work for it? Work for it. Yeah, no, I don't. Oh, God. You're such a barbarian. I am. I know this. Like, how... Some a big plate of mutton and just gnaw on it for five hours? That First of all, rather? that is an efficient way to deal with food for a Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> that is so efficient. I just have this giant mutton chop. There we go. We're done. I don't have to get up for more. It's just there. You're going to make a mess. Huge mess. Yeah, you're going to make a mess taking apart the stadium charcuterie board, too. All the cheese people as the stadium crumbles on within them. Feels like uh, they're in the Dark Knight. Rises. Dark Knight Rises, where Heinz Ward returns a touchdown and then realizes nobody saw it. (laughs) (laughs) They saw it. (laughs) They just weren't where they were when they saw it. (laughs) They had their seats shuffled. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I don't I don't want to have to do that. I don't I don't want to be Bane. It's <laughs> I just want to watch football. <laughs> Fine. Then I hope your first I, question when you get invited to Super Bowl parties for the rest of your life is whether it be football-shaped charcuterie boards. Because if so, you can rip up my invitation. Okay. It, right. But if you're taking the time to make a football-shaped or stadium-shaped charcuterie board... Then at least you should be there. So they have... Someone can, like Linus Olmark, reap the fruit of all their hard work. Yes, but then it, there's this catch-22 of... Feeling bad for taking it apart. Derek, they made entire shows about things like this. You ever seen Cake Boss? You know what eventually is going to happen to that cake? It's going to get eaten. Yeah, but you don't want to be the one to strike first. Someone has to be. Someone has to be, but I'm not that guy. And Mark Schofield's not that guy. No one said you had to be that guy. You don't have to be the first guy. You just want to be there. Yeah, but at that point now it's just a charcuterie board. Or a cake. Take a picture of it. You take a picture of it. You made it. I didn't make it. I'm not I don't get to be proud of it. It's not my baby. It's not my fruits of my labor. I'm just the barbarian that's going to eat the food. I'm not winning this argument. Not really. <laughs> Tried to defend it. I will not beat you in it. So instead, it's not about winning. It's just about Supplying the logic of feeling guilty that I'm ripping apart your art. It's meant food to, is it's not meant art to be. It's meant to be ripped apart. Food is not art. It's food. You can oogle at it and then you're supposed to eat it. Yeah, but I'd feel bad. Don't. Which is the opposite of a barbarian. So I'm not a barbarian. Kyle. <laughs> Fine. Food is not art. It's food. <laughs> I will die on that hill. But I'll be full. Because it's food. All right, you win this one. I, I don't care about winning. Well, too late. You win. All right, I, I guess I win. Yeah. All right, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little extreme on the... Uh, it's not a party I want to go to. Yeah, probably. I'm saying that for hyperbolic effect, but... Uh, Again, I'd feel guilty for ripping apart your art. I appreciate art. I can go to a museum for art. I don't want to rip apart your art. I don't want to be the guy. If nobody touches it in the first quarter, guess what? I am also not touching it. And then I feel bad that it's not being eaten. Do you know how guilt-ridden I become if that's the case? How? how I, I feel bad for wanting for being the one to not take it apart. So like, I'm worried about that. And then I'm worried about... Okay, no one's eating it because everyone else is feeling bad that th- about taking it apart. I feel like if you're the one to make it, you should be the one to knock it down. You have a birthday? I guess. You have a birthday every year? Yes. When you were a kid, did you did you have birthday cake? Yes, yeah. but it was nothing fancy. Doesn't matter. Did it say "Happy Birthday, Derek" on it? Did somebody take the time to put your bir- <laughs> to put your personal message on it? I was a child. What am I supposed to do? Answer the question. Yeah, I got it. Probably. Let me guess. It was your birthday, so you were probably the first one to take a piece of that cake. Probably. And destroy the art? No. Did you care then? It's a, it, I'm a child. It's no different. It's no different. The same logic still applies. 
Somebody I thought, spent I thought the time. I won, Kyle. Somebody spent the time. I thought I won. To write with a little funny frosting. <laughs> Happy eighth birthday, Derek. And guess what you did? <laughs> I didn't cut it. That's. Yeah. 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 I didn't cut it. <laughs> did I cut it? No. Uh, I almost had you. <laughs> Also, I'm a child. I don't know what guilt is in that instance. All right. So then you are guilty by association. I guess. That's as far as I could probably take this. Maybe. One of your parents probably took the first cut of that cake. Yep. And you're guilty by association. People probably hate this segment right now. They're like, what the no. hell are you My two friend just talking texted about? me and said I broke you. So somebody's listening. Yes. Somebody's listening and at least knows that you're just clearly mentally distraught about this. <sighs> that's the best. That's the best bullet in the chamber I had left. Yeah. Like, I didn't cut it. Whatever. I didn't cut it. Whatever. I'm sorry, but I'm, are you trusting a child with a knife? Are you trusting me? I don't trust you right now with a knife. See? That even furthers my point. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get connected with our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at northtownkia.com. Under um, the tweet sheet here, Todd H. tweeting in, uh, about the MVP voting, you're absolutely right. Legalized gambling ruining the votes, but hear me out, it's ruining the league. The numbers don't lie. The fact that Lamar got all but one vote is more of a travesty than anything else. Come on already. Um, I can't wait for any tweets about um, cake discourse, apparently. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the line of, man, I can't... Uh, <laughs> I, I feel bad. Like, art is art. I appreciate art. I don't want to destroy art. I'm not like one of those. Don't talk to me. I'm not talking Don't that. talk to me. Well, you got a long hour and 15 minutes because um, we have a talk show. So I'm going to have to talk to you. Don't talk to me. <laughs> All right. I think it's a good time as any to, uh, to get ourselves to break here. But, um, 8030551 Are you looking for, forward to anything about this game? Um, are you just looking for your squares to hit? Um, are you actually cheering for one of these teams actively to win? Um, are you just going to be a Chiefs hater? Are you trying to appreciate greatness? Do you just not like San Fran? Um, yeah, there's plenty here. Uh, what is the most ridiculous food dish at your Super Bowl party? Charcuterie board. Are you worried about taking apart the uh, stadium-shaped charcuterie board? Who knows? Let's uh, let's get some fun in this. Uh, or you can tweet it at Derek Kramer 49 at dat dude underscore KP. Did I nail First it? Try. You did. I almost I, forgot. Come on, baby. I know. I know my I'm unfortunately online forever. <laughs> so that's that's the unfortunate part about my life. And let's have some fun here. We've got an hour and change. This is WGR. Welcome back. Sports Talk Sunday here. Derek Kramer, Kyle Powell. As I didn't know how much I really wanted to annoy Kyle there. I, I learned that I needed some long-form revenge, I guess. Yeah, well, you got it. <laughs> I got it. This is for all the times you always brought up Ralph Kruger to me. <laughs> there you go. I guess I had it coming. You did have it coming, I guess, in a sense here. But anyway, we're done with that. I, I'm done poking fun here at Kyle's... Uh, logic, integrity, and everything else of the sort here. However, 
There is a football game that we actually have to pay attention to. We work in sports talk. We have to obviously watch this game. And there is a matchup here of two teams that I'm just really not a huge fan of. Like, this is just going to be... This is actual work. I feel like I have to clock the hours for watching this game. (laughs) I'm going to talk with payroll, see if I'm allowed to do that. Worst thing they can tell you is (laughs) no. No. Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, no, this is going to be a challenge for me. And I feel like for a lot of fans, this game is going to be a challenge for them to be able to just watch this game and actually have, like, some sort of emotional or even entertainment stake in it. And I think that has to do a lot with, of course, the fact that the Chiefs are challenging again for greatness here. And I'm starting to really think about something. I feel like this Chiefs runs worse than the Patriots runs. And here's why. Uh, okay. When the Patriots did their thing, the Bills were trash. Yep. Like, could not even be considered Super Bowl teams only to the most endearing of optimists. Now you're with them. Now you're with them, and you can't break through. This is the uh, this is the Steelers comparing to uh, the Brady Patriots. You can't break through, or Peyton Manning's Colts. I've heard, yeah, I've heard Steelers is good. I've heard Colts too. Yeah, yeah. But like the Steelers had one of the most talented rosters with um, Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Circle in whichever second wide receiver, whether it was Emmanuel Sanders or Mike Wallace. Probably go further back. Heath Miller. Heath Miller in that group, too. Uh, uh, you had one of the best offensive Heinz lines Ward. that you could. Yeah, Heinz Ward was part of that group. Like, yeah. You could rotate those players in, and the Steelers couldn't break through unless they avoided the Patriots in the postseason. And now the Bills, they avoided the Chiefs one postseason, but they lost. It's turning into that sort of thing of where is your best odds at a Super Bowl just ha- having some other team trip up Kansas City along the way? And it hurts to think about it like that, but it's far more annoying to me because at least the Patriots were great when your team couldn't even get to the playoffs. And like you just said, the Bills are there. You are toe-to-toe. Toe-to-toe. And you have classics between these two games, between these two teams every time that they play, save for 2020's AFC Championship game. Yep. But they're classics. They're games that you end up remembering. Or at least thinking to yourself, man, these two teams are very evenly matched. But the only time the Bills seem to lose to them is the time that they shouldn't. And it hurts. It hurts, but it's also just this this most annoying factor of these two teams. Whereas the Bills of the Patriots, your frustration was you just couldn't beat them at any point. Literally. Literally. (laughs) you You couldn't actually beat them. This is worse because you're there. You could taste the greatness. You only got one cube of that charcuterie board. Don't. (laughs) But you only got a taste of it. You don't really have the true glory that comes with it. Even the Cincinnati Bengals have managed to do that. And they still fell short of the ultimate goal. But now you're just seeing in the AFC, it's the same thing. I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes on my television right now. Like, awesome, cool, great. Oh, it's because he got mossed when he was sent out for a uh, for a passing route. Sure. Okay. Anyway, 
this is far more annoying to watch the Chiefs be successful than the New England Patriots be successful because of how talented the Bills have become and the quarterback that allows you an opportunity to try to get there. And yet the same door keeps slamming in their face. And that's why I think it's far worse. If you got thoughts on that, would you give us a call? Give us a tweet. Let us know how you're feeling here for this uh, Super Bowl Sunday as we come back here on the other side. Derek Kramer, Kyle Powell. One more hour to go here on WGR.